of anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. We roll right into the phone calls to the Ampline and George in D.C. TSA, George, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, guys, I got the, um, want to talk about advent- the adventures of trying to get a concealed weapons permit. Now, wait a minute. Now, you, you work in D.C. or the D.C. area. Are you trying to get a permit in Virginia? Yeah. Okay. And you're a law enforcement officer, right? Oh, well, sort of. Well, I mean, <laughs> uh, what do they say? <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, uh, what I had to go through was I had to get... First, some proof of competency. Luckily for me, I took an NRA uh, firearm safety course a few years back, and I had a certificate still in my hand. I also had my government badge. I figured between those two things and my license, you know, I'd be able to get this thing lickety split. Well, don't forget the fee, but yes, between those things, it sounds like you were a shoe-in. Yeah, Uh, but but then they, they wanted proof of residency, and I was like, Wait a minute. My driver's license, which has my address, is not good enough. It's distributed by you guys. Yeah. And it's not good enough. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I go, no. It, they're like, yep, that's right. We need a, um, like a phone bill or yeah. something like that, utility bill. So in short, the, gov- the government's pretty much admitting that their own ID thing is not good enough. And right. they want a private um <laughs> That's very interesting. Yeah, our system isn't good enough, so we need this bill to prove that you live somewhere for whatever reason. But what if you don't have any bills in your name at your house? What if you're, you know, living uh, with somebody else who's taking care of that? You you can't yeah, defend I, yourself apparently in Virginia. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I had to run back home and grab myself a, like a like a bank statement or something to make right. a copy of, and then. Right there, it, as, it then had to run back, you know, pay for parking. Luckily, that was only fifty cents. But um, but, but yeah, then I had to then I had to get everything in triplicate. You know, I had to go to the <laughs> and pay twenty five cents a copy. Kinko's only charges ten cents. Oh, <laughs> so government copies were twenty five cents. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Right. So I had to get everything in triplicate, and then and then it's like we'll get it to you in forty five days. I'm like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd think a Homeland Security, I've been there five, five years, you know, I, I got the NRA certificates. I got three of them. Mm-hmm. I brought all three of them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, of, of three different um, courses that I took. And so you'd think I'd be waiting only 45 seconds, not 45 minutes. Well, then again, you were dealing with the government, and they do yeah. take time. I, I, I feel bad for you. I mean, especially in a case where somebody feels the need to have one of these things. I mean, what was it that drove you to go and get the concealed permit in the first place? Oh, um, there, um, there's a, um, like a security government contractor. Well, it's a, there's a private company, security company, that um, called SecureGuard, which the, um, the guy I know, uh, there's a guy I know who works there. He, he said he can get me a job there starting at 20 bucks an hour if I get a concealed weapons permit. Wow. Now, wait, is this yeah. a security firm, you say? Yeah, it's like a security firm, yeah. So that's so so TSA isn't paying twenty bucks an hour? No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I wish. Are are they paying fifteen? Yeah. Okay. That's about five bucks an hour raise. Yeah, hell yeah, and you won't have to work for the government anymore. Seems like exactly. a, seems like a worthwhile I mean, endeavor. Exactly. And and they are, then they 
that company's nationwide, so I figure I get hired and then get transferred up to New Hampshire. Ah, now do you but know? Then, do you know for sure they have operations up uh, up this way? That's what I was told. Uh, told. Very but, cool. So. Now I'm told in Virginia that uh, it's it's essentially the county's policy to initially deny your permit. So if you get denied the first time, George, just go ahead and try again. Try again. So you have to pay the fee twice. Is that the yeah, way it no, works? Yeah, fifty dollar fee. You know, it's <laughs> you a policy. They, you think they um, give the user own copiers and stuff like that? You know, you're already yeah. paying fifty dollars. Well, they just try. They try to get you every which way they possibly can. Twenty five cents for a black and white copy. Out of out of control. It is out of control. Hey George, yeah, thanks. And I, for, and, hmm? and, I, and I was like, well, what the hell's up with this? And the guy just shook his head. and was like, well, you're a bureaucrat. You, you know about all, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't. I know it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you're yeah, not well, a you're not a customer service bureaucrat though. I mean, well, he provides a, a bit of service. I guess to yeah. some to some extent. If you do it right, if he does his job right, he is. That's true. <laughs> all right. Well, good luck with that, and uh, well, let us know if it takes uh, any more than forty five days. I guess. Oh God, I, I was like, they better not. Deny me for this crap. I was like, what the hell? They have no reason to, really. Now, do they deny or do they just lose applications, Mark? Do we know which which way I, they go about I've it? I've heard denied. Okay. I guess it depends on the county, really. Well, good luck. Either way, it seems worthwhile. Uh, if you can get that new gig out of getting it, that's a sweet deal. So good luck, George, and thanks for the story, man. No we problem. appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You know, I really feel awful for somebody that feels like they need something like that. I mean, it's bad enough that you have to go through the background checks and everything when you when you purchase a mm-hmm. firearm brand new, which is why I don't recommend purchasing firearms brand new. But... Uh, so that's bad enough, and they make you wait. They got those waiting periods. So if you get into a situation where your crazy ex-husband or ex-girlfriend is threatening your life, and you need to do, you feel as though you need to do something to protect yourself right and, now. Yeah, and you can't exactly just take three weeks off to where you can hide out in your house all day. You know, you might have to go places or something like Work. most regular people. Uh, so. Then you find out you have this five-day waiting period to get the gun in the first place, followed by a 45-day waiting period before you're allowed to actually carry it around with you from place to place. Virginia, I've heard that it takes uh, 180 days to uh, get this gun, go through the whole process. That's, that kind of it's just madness. I think George might have a uh, slightly easier time because he's TSA. But it doesn't seem likely that the, I mean, most states don't have open carry. I don't know what Virginia's rule is on that. I would bet it's probably not allowed. Yeah, I'm going to bet that, too. So you don't have the ability to do anything but take a gun in a locked case around with you. I well, think you, you have the ability to that. do more. Well, okay, legally. Right. Legally. But you, you don't have their permission to no. do anything else besides have a gun in a locked case in a seat next to yours. You know, um, how they, you know what they say, I'd rather be uh, judged by 12 than carried by 6. Absolutely. You know, that's how I am, Mark. I, I could care less what the the damn law is if i need to be safe i'm going to ensure my safety yeah, first but you and foremost you don't carry a gun generally well i'm not going to tell you whether i do or i don't it's really none of your business as a matter of fact i haven't noticed it but then again i don't hug you <laughs> ever 1-800-259-9231 we're going to jump into the email box here shortly i believe mark you've got something from way across the pond in australia what yep. do they call that is i mean across the pond is the uk yeah we'll call it an ocean yeah, just that's not as catchy. Yeah. <laughs> From Ben, 
He says, I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. I have for a long time wondered about government influence in our lives and how they apply wealth redistribution with the approval of the majority of population. Until recently, it was an academic exercise in my mind. I did not um, apply to me personally. Now I realize how significant the move away from personal responsibility has become. I live in uh, Canberra, Australia. I earn a good wage as an IT consultant. Uh, I separated from my partner of 10 years in 2004. After separation, I tried to ensure that my two children, daughter, 12, and son, 4, were well provided for and comfortable. As a good father would. Mm -hmm. My ex and I came to an agreement whereby I would pay child support for my son and provide a vehicle to cover the costs of my daughter. The uh, house we were living in prior to separation was in my name. We owed 180000 Now, uh, I I didn't check before this. Uh, You could go check if you'd like. Mm -hmm. What's an Australian dollar versus a U.S. dollar? I don't know. I don't know. He says, we owe 180000 I assume Australian dollars on that house. We agreed that my ex and my kids would stay in his house, his house, okay? Um, it provided she covered the costs of the mortgage until my ex was able to take care of, um, take this over on her own. To this day, I have made every child support payment on time, every one of them for both children. I purchased a, a flat five miles away from my children so I could be close and spend some time with them. I lived in that location for another two years. I was married. In February 2007, with the purchase of a new house, I could not afford to provide the additional money that I was able to um, to do after we had separated. I stated to my ex that I, I could no longer afford to pay additional um, pay additional to the required amount. I was more so than wait, happy. Wait, he was paying over the required amount, dude. He was providing a house, a car, and um, paying child support. I'm for sure a if son. I missed that detail. I was getting the numbers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. dollar. One dollar to a dollar ten Australia. Oh, it's about the same right now. About the same. So we've uh, crashed. Sort of like, like how two. we are with Canadian dollar and everything. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Sickle C A I toll free line. We'll continue Ben's awful story here in moments because I have a feeling it's going to get awful. No, and we'll take your calls about whatever you want. It's free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Archives are available right there on the front page of the website. No logging in, no forcing you to look at advertisements. There's no scam. You just go and download them for free. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts that want to charge you five, seven bucks a month to access their archives, we give ours away. Are you saying that advertising is a scam? No, 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 no. It's, I, I don't like the, there are websites out there that, you know, they want you to watch an ad for like 30 seconds before they'll give you the file. Uh-huh. Like if you try to download a file, they force you to watch an advertisement. My God, it's yeah, a good I'm, thing. I'm, I, no, I don't agree it's a good thing. It's annoying. Damn. I don't, I don't appreciate those ads. It's free. I understand that. And ours is free without the ads at freetalklive.com. And do you need a new computer but don't seem to have the money or credit to buy one? MyPCCredit.com is your answer. Finance top-quality new computers and laptops and hundreds of other electronics. There are no credit checks and no turndowns. If you're 18 years of older or older and have proof of income, you're approved. Prices start from just $22 a month. Go to MyPCCredit.com and finance your new computer today. That's MyPCCredit.com. And, of course, the... Show is brought to you with limited commercial interruption by those wonderful advertisers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 800-259-9231. 
So I have my acceptable advertising, Mark. Right, I understand. Well, you're making some advertising seem bad. When you make some advertising seem bad, it's all bad. You must agree, though. Some ads are more annoying than others. I, I, I will give you that. But, all right. uh, That's all I need. When, when I see a video or play a game on the Internet, and I have a 30-second ad that I've got to sit, sit through, usually from the American Drug Policy or whatever, <laughs> ONDCP, I, it doesn't bother me at all. I, I understand it, and I understand it's, why it's, it's from there. the ONDCP. I, I understand why they're there. I just find them intrusive. That's all. That's all. Let's move on with the email. We've got one coming in from Ben in Australia. He's telling us he's a fairly well-paid IT consultant. He broke up with his one-time, I presume wife. I don't recall whether it was just someone. They had children. Someone significant. He broke up with <laughs> his, his wife. significant other. Well, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a significant other. It wasn't his wife. It was a girlfriend of 10 years. And uh, he offered to pay more than what he was required by law to pay, if I'm understanding correctly. Well, yeah. In, in, in essence, I mean, he paid uh, the the normal 620 a month to for as child support for his son then he gave her a car that he completely paid for for his daughter um he supplied that and he provided her with a you know his home his home it wasn't their home together okay he had bought it by himself um in his name and he let them live there you know wow for the time being but that seems pretty pretty reasonable mm-hmm. and then uh you know his finances changed and he had gotten married and he wanted and you know basically he's like and look, I, I can only afford to to pay what the child support agency stated was required. Mm-hmm. But I could do no more. This was when the trouble started. Oh. Yeah. When I first talked she to her... She felt entitled. Sure she did. She'd been getting all that money that whole time, all that value, and then he wants to take it away from her? When I first started uh, to talk, when I first talked to her about this, I was paying six hundred and twenty dollars per month in child support, providing her with a vehicle. My provision of a vehicle covered all running costs, insurance, registration, lease payments. I asked her to try to get herself together um, and to state um, to a state where she could get a vehicle of her own. I agreed so to be the. So she's not working. I, that's the impression I got. Yeah. I, I for quite some time. I gar- I agreed to be the guarantor <laughs> on a loan for her if she needed it. Three months went by and nothing changed. I forced the issue after two months as um, I was losing money every month. I said that I can't oh afford to keep paying what I am. She can take ownership of the vehicle and meet all the payments that, I, that go with it, or I can keep the vehicle and pay the um, child support amount. I can't do both. Hmm. In July, she chose uh, at that time to return the vehicle to me and take the child support agency money, so the, um, you know, the additional money for the daughter. Okay. In the second week of August, I received a letter from a solicitor, that's a lawyer, I assume, asking for my financial details and seeking settlement of the property we had bought uh, while together. The letter also referenced two other properties that I and my wife had purchased. Well, after... His new wife, or yes, his old wife. New wife. There is no old wife, yeah. Got it. My wife had Go purchased ahead. well after my ex and I had separated. I obtained advice from a solicitor, and we responded. I stated that I was more than happy to reach a fair and equitable settlement. I also stated um, this clearly in the conversation with her, since the things that um, have degenerated significantly. Mm. Two, in weeks, um, two weeks after receiving the letter, my ex sent me an email saying that she was restricting my access to the children. Whoa! To three nights per week. You see, this is this is the part that I that bothers me the most about it. So he it. takes the car back and she yanks the kids. Well, um, yeah, basically, you know, right. it, it, like now it's uh, degenerating after a year after several years um, of everything going fine where Mm -hmm. he's giving her all kinds of money Um, then he's going to essentially the legal amount and she doesn't like that some of that money is going away right and uh, now she's restricting his access to the kids to um, three nights per month now this happens a lot and this is the most evil thing that goes on in and i'm not saying just women do it but 
you know, usually women get the custody, custody of kids. Sure. And this whole restricting access to the kids thing, especially when the spouse isn't doing drugs, um, isn't, you know, some dangerous molester or something like right. that. And that is extraordinarily rare. But people will claim it just to not have to do it, just because uh, it's gotten ugly. So um, they had been staying with me on, um, for a week, uh, for about a week per month, um, for seven months prior to that email. So he'd been having them essentially a quarter of the month mm-hmm. and paying the child support that whole time. So he he had the kids 25% of the time, but, you know, uh, provided a, a home for her that she lived in for right. the week that he had the kids. <laughs> you know, the whole deal. After some confrontation, um, let's see, after some confrontation, uh, my youngest is uh, now still with me on about a week basis. This is one thing that I'm eternally grateful for. My eldest, thankfully, is able to make up her own mind about these issues and chooses to stay with us. So Hmm. essentially he didn't, she attempted to, uh, you know, restrict the excess and failed. Okay. My, My ex has ceased paying any money for living in the property that we shared. I am now covering the child support agency amount, um, per month, and all the mortgage costs for the uh, property that he owns himself. Wow. This is costing me approximately $1,800 every month. She's claiming rent assistance from uh, CenterLink, which I assume (laughs) is some government program, and even though she's not paying him anything to live there. So he's paying the mortgage. She's getting rent assistance. She's keeping the money. What a mooch. Yep. He's spoken to the child support agency, but there's little that he can do. Um, All I wanted to do was... Get the um, was the fact that my ex was living rent free accepted as a non agency payment. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. Like she's getting this money. I've never once missed a child support payment. I have been told different things depending on who I talk to. You can check. <laughs> Sounds like a bureaucracy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, he's been told. Let's see. One, you have to keep paying child support. Her non payment of the rent mortgage has nothing to do with us. You have to keep paying child support because the number two, the um, because the mortgage is in your name, and you have to pay. The legislation states that if the mortgage was in both of your names, it wouldn't be an issue. But because he's letting her stay in his house as opposed to their house, well, can't he start charging her rent now? Um, and then do what? Evict her? Get rent from her? I don't. I, I could, <laughs> She's getting the check. Get some of that money back. You can submit an application for reassessment that will take a minimum of 75 days. After that, you may well have to continue to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the application fee. I'm not trying to make my kids homeless. They always have a home living with me. I would like nothing more than for both my kids um, to come live with me full time. I just can't afford to support another adult that is perfectly capable of looking after herself. Mm. Every time my ex needs something, she's followed the same course. One, can the government provide it? Two, if not, can Ben provide it? People like that. More on the way. His email is not quite done, I believe. 800-259-9231. People like this woman are just some of the most despicable people out there. You can take control of the airwaves if you've got a show, if you've got a uh, story about somebody you know that's like this. One of these dependent uh, entitlement mentality people would love to hear it. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. 
You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are for free, so enjoy those on us, including Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. Ian, our sponsor, SACL CAI. We love SACL CAI. Yeah, they are, they are hiring right now. Oh, yes. Um, and they have told me that they would prefer to hire, to hire Free Talk Live listeners over anyone else. There's actually a thread about it on the Free Talk Live BBS, in mm-hmm. case you weren't aware. They have two offices, both in Ohio, one in uh, Columbus and one in Defiance. And if you live in that immediate vicinity or are willing to relocate there, mm-hmm. get a hold of SACL CAI. Um, you can go to their banner. They have a banner at freetalklive.com. And check it out. The good folks. How, I mean, it's cool enough. I mean, we know that Sickle CAI is a great organization, but in addition, how cool would it be to have a boss who believes in the same principles of liberty that you do? I mean, that's pretty cool. He's, he's a cool guy, too. Yes. Uh, oh, so details, Both of them, by actually. the way, details on the positions that they have available are on that thread on the BBS. Thank goodness, because so, I don't know what they are. Right. So if you go to, uh, I think it's the uh, the general forum, I believe, there's a sticky. It's one of the top threads, so it stays at the top, okay. basically. Uh, anyway. We're in the middle of an email from Ben in Australia. Had a, uh, I guess, a girlfriend of a long time. Had a couple kids with her. Broke up and started paying child support. In fact, went a little bit over the required, the requisite by law amount that he had to pay. Was paying 620 Australian dollars a month. Plus, was providing a car which sounded kind of newish because he's making payments on it. And there was a, it was a leased car. Yeah, so leased. Okay. Rather newish. Yeah. Uh, so the car and then also the house that he owned, he was allowing her to continue living in that house with the kids. Now, all of a sudden, his financial situation changed a bit, so he had to cut down on the amount that he could give to her. Now, remember, he was paying over the legal amount in the first place. So he had to cut that down, and she's trying to take the kids away from him, uh, trying to make it so they don't see him as often. And uh, he, I guess, he did get the car back from her because she. I mean, it's not it's not her car, mm-hmm. so he did manage to do that. But now she's trying to bring more trouble vis-a-vis uh, the Australian government. The matter is now with the solicitors and the legal system. I've sent messages to to my ex pleading for equity and fairness in this issue. I've asked repeatedly for her to consider the wishes of the children. When we attended government-mandated relationship counseling... (laughs) Relationship counseling? They've been separated for years! Um, She stated that she um, she wants this to go to court. I got my certificate from the government saying that I attended... $245, please... I had to have the uh, certificate before this um, could go before a magistrate. This will now go to court. All attempts I have made to resolve this, I think he was probably married to the other woman, to this um, you know, new gal, mm-hmm. and going to relationship counseling with his ex. It's bizarre. <laughs> Crazy. Well, that's, that's when that's the government for you. you pass down a rule like this. Yeah. All attempts that I've made to resolve this out of court have been fruitless. Her, co- her court costs are completely covered by legal aid. Oh, I've spent $3,500 so far, and that's not even close to a courtroom yet. This leaves me in a position that I'm now paying $1,800 per month for my children, child support, and the mortgage on the property my ex is living in that he can't seem to do anything about. <laughs> and I feel like I'm in bad shape because I've got two mortgages. You know, I've got, this, I've got a situation to mm-hmm. deal with. Man. I'm also paying solicitor's fees just to get access to my kids. My income can in no way, shape, or form accommodate this. I would be surprised mm. if there's any. Um, if so there he's are many dipping out into his savings. Could. Then yeah. is what he's doing. He earns a six-figure income. The the, uh, the child's uh, services agency says that this is what I must do. The legal system says this is what I must do. Our current system of government. Uh, 
punishes the middle high income earners of the population. If I was in a government um, on government benefit, I'd have all my legal aid covered. I am a so-called uh, working high, for suckers. See, yeah, high income earner. That means that I must find my own way in this. I have uh, no issue with the with that beyond the fact that my ex is not responsible for any of the legal costs she incurs. Mm. That means she can continue this until I run out of funds. I have already had oh, to borrow wow. an additional $40,000 to cover legal costs and the mortgage payments for the property she's now living in for free. I can continue for a short time longer, and then I'll be done. I just don't have the resources to carry on. The system that we have oh. um, cares little for this. Its concern is only for the procedure uh, that must be followed. Right. It's got its rules, and it follows them to the T as much as it can as far as these rules are concerned. Obviously, it ignores the rules when it, when it conveniences them. Yep. Uh, but as far as you and what you have to do, it will follow its rules to, to a T. And the system isn't about helping anybody. It's about extracting money from you. It's about... Getting money for permits and courtrooms and analysis and applications. They don't care. They're not interested in helping your situation out. And, you know, it, even the, the wishes of the uh, children come in at a distant second. The procedure has to be followed, you know? So, wait. Now, now the other child, he said, was old enough to decide some things for herself. herself. Right. She's 12. So, couldn't she theoretically say, you know what, Mom, don't want to live with you anymore. Bye-bye. Well, it still has to go through court. I mean, if so, the, the, if the government one... would have to approve something like that. Like, if this young lady said that she wanted to go and live with dad, she wouldn't be allowed to legally. Mm-hmm. So sad. Well, not until not until the uh, court says so. Right. I spoke with my father tonight. He's a through and through socialist. Hmm. He cannot believe how the government system is supporting my ex through this. It was the first time <laughs> in my life that he agreed with the freedom ideals that I believe. Wow. And this is how it goes with uh, you know people that believe that the government can fix things. When they're confronted with the government screwing things up, they hate it. Yeah, well, government works just fine until it gets to you. Yeah. According to you know the world of the socialist. If I was to learn a lesson from this, it would be, in the government-run system, it's every man for himself. Nice guys, finish last. Be selfish, be cruel. The biggest mm. lie is the system will look after you. I'll keep you posted on no, what happens. T- apparently, this. looking after his wife or his uh, his ex girlfriend. Well, she's case. she's following the rules. Be selfish. Yeah. Be cruel. Right. You Aww. know, I. Um, That's so sad. It is sad. I. I what do you do? I, what do you say to that? Well, I. What can, I, what can you do? I said, my heart goes out to you, Ben. I hope this comes to an equitable conclusion. Right. Uh, that's what I, I was even shorter with him. Uh, I, I, he, he sent me the same email, yeah. and I wrote, "Good luck." <laughs> Good luck. What? What do you? I, you know, as talk show hosts, we have a lot of emails to reply to, so you can't have it very long. I read the whole thing, and my heart really does go out to him. Yeah. He didn't respond to you the second little bit of the email that I really that I think is important. And you know, if he's listening and he didn't want this revealed. I'm sorry. I think it's important. You should and put it specifically. Gonna... If you don't want something revealed, uh, specifically write that. Yeah. Um, let's let's see. We don't know who he is. So. I, let me just read the uh, the next one anyway. It says, thanks, mate. I, I still think that this will come out uh, okay eventually. Yeah. I agree. Be, eventually. Good to be optimistic. Bottom line is my kids both want to see me, and they have a home here. I've always tried to do what's right. My biggest problem is at the moment that I'm married, I'm married again in February, my wife is really struggling with this, as I can imagine. His current wife. Yes, right. current wife. It hurts her so much to see all this and, and that it kills me. I didn't mention before, but my ex called Child Protective Services and claimed that my current wife's son, nine, is being inappropriate. So his, um, his current wife's um, mm-hmm. son is being inappropriate with the uh, youngest son. Thankfully, they dismissed it all and it went nowhere. But you see... 
Do you see the kind of person who does this? It's disgusting. Okay. And the state, uh, the the existence of the state encourages behavior like this. Mm -hmm. The existence of the, the welfare programs and the handouts and the entitlements encourages this behavior. It is amazing to me. For instance, Julia, my girlfriend, works at a restaurant for a living. And they had to can a lady recently who'd been with the company for quite a while. They had mm-hmm. to fire her. And the first thing she did was go to the government and complain about being fired and demanded money from the company. And it had to go to court. Now, she ended up losing because she's just, you know, scummy trash trying to take advantage of, of the system. Luckily, she didn't really have a case. She was just trying, you know, just mm-hmm. going for it. And the fact is those mechanisms are there, and they probably work more often than not for these uh, losers, lowlifes. And it's just, it's just sad. It's just a system designed to allow just scum to extract money from those who actually earn well, it. Well, we're lucky here in New Hampshire. Um, you know, the, the court system is yeah, it's, it's, it's a little more equitable to everybody than it is in a lot of states. I'm just mm-hmm. amazed by it. One last thing I want to get out there yeah. is, um, funny thing is, my eldest daughter is not legally mine. I'm the only father she's known since she was two. And I'll support her in whatever she needs. It's not even his child, wow. legitimately. And, um, I mean, that's what kind of good guy this is. And this lady's trying screwed. to screw him in every way she 800-259-9231. can. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Quick follow-up here, and then I guess you've got another email, Mark. We might as well do it because we're short on time It's for a this brief hour. one. And then we'll start up uh, next hour telling you about a Miami reporter who's been arrested for standing on a public sidewalk. That's, Believe it or not. Sounds like a very good story to me. Uh, Thomas DiLorenzo. Very bad thing. At LouRockwell.com, reporting quickly on an updated uh, an update on a story we covered a few weeks ago on this program. Apparently, the remember the kid that was arrested for asking John Kerry a question. Well, <laughs> uh, that seems like a loaded way to to uh, say it, but yes, I remember. Don't tase me, bro. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Well. Apparently, according to Thomas DiLorenzo, the male and female bimbos on Fox News were giddy with celebratory laughter today when they announced that the five campus cops who tasered the University of Florida student who tried to ask John Kerry a question had been cleared and declared innocent of any wrongdoing. By themselves, essentially. Their own department issued its own investigatory report. Once again, neocons will always support anything that any arm of the police state does. So, once again, we see this time after time where the police do something that's obviously over and above necessary it's as far as use of to force. Me. Well, um, am I a neocon as a result? No, but uh, that's just because you had something against this kid. I don't know what your deal was. He was asking questions, and they physically removed him from the microphone. He was grandstanding. He was asked to step away from the microphone, and you know he went there. No, he was only asked to step away by the police officers. Uh huh. Because they didn't want to give him his opportunity to ask questions, so he didn't comply. Right. Um, you're basically saying he shouldn't have been allowed to ask the questions. Do you that think he that he should have brought a guy with him with a videotape, video camera? I mean, doesn't that seem suspicious to you? Like, I'm going here to cause problems. 
I didn't know he had his own guy with a video camera. That's there were we, several we cameras. We had read. There were several cameras. No, in, yeah, in but he had brought his own guy with the expectation. And his attitude and demeanor changed entirely in front of the cameras and away from the cameras. I'm not sure what you mean by that. I mean that he's a, he's a celebrity. He's a he's looking for celebrity. He wants to be the kid that was drug away. He wanted this very badly and got what he wanted. What's the big no, deal? No, I don't think that's what he wanted. I think he wanted to ask some questions of John Kerry, and the police did not want to allow that. They didn't want to allow that. He had uh, less than a minute's time before the police started uh, taking him away from that microphone. And anyway, you know, we've we debated that when it happened. And the point the point is, uh, I, and I agree with you, Mark, that once he started fighting the police, then obviously they have to respond with some level That's of, when they of control. Uh, but the fact is, they were out of line by taking him away in the first place. But nonetheless, they always clear themselves whenever the police investigate. I would themselves. agree with you that um, yeah, the, the police investigating themselves is a, is a problem. Um, but just wanted to point that out. Quick follow up. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Abe in Nebraska. You're on Free Talk Live, Abe. Hey, gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Great. Good. What's on your mind? Good, good. Hey, man, I was uh, I was just up there, and you're part of the part of the country here. Not too long ago, I uh-huh. may be moving up there here before not too long. I used to be part of the Free State Project. I haven't been able to find a job up there for like the last three years. You so. used to be part of the Free State Project? Did you? Did you? Well, you know, when when you guys moved to New Hampshire, I didn't uh, I didn't go with you. So. I see. So you were one of the you were one of the people that opted out of uh, some states. Ah. Actually, I don't even remember hearing from you. I moved so so often that you know. <laughs> I see. Well, it's never one, too one late to you were to, in New Hampshire. So. It's, it's you can always resign, Abe. Yeah. You can always come yeah, back. Eventually, eventually I'll make it up there. But what I was really calling about was this whole marijuana prohibition. And you know, oh, I've boy. been I've been I've been looking and, and hearing a lot of people talk on the on the pro side of legalizing marijuana, which is cool, you know. I yes. smoke grass myself. I love it. Great. But um you know, what I never hear people arguing for is, you know, I'm not gonna say it's a right because that. A right implies that you actually deserve something. Nobody deserves shit. Oh, well, sorry. Didn't say that no, on the sorry, radio. sorry, sorry, sorry. Make sorry, your point sorry, quick, Ed. Anyway, um, you know, nobody ever argues for uh, somebody's ability just to sit around and smoke some grass if they feel like it. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it's a medicine. It should be legalized for this reason." It should be. You know, I never hear anybody just stand up and say, "Hey, man." It's all right if some guy just wants to go home and smoke well, a joint after work instead of having show. a beer. I think yeah, Ian I think has done that on the show. Yeah, you know? I was going to say, if you're, if you're a newer listener, you might not have heard it, but uh, I've definitely pointed that out, that what is the fundamental difference between someone uh, cracking open a six-pack when they get home from work and lighting up a spliff? I mean, there is no fundamental difference. It's, uh, it's, exactly. It's both a way for somebody to, uh, to alter their state of consciousness to some extent, uh, to enjoy a little recreational drug use. Uh, and yes, alcohol is a drug, in case you didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've definitely made that point. But I think the reason why people don't generally make it is because it's not persuasive to those who are anti-marijuana. I mean, it, you know, getting people on board who are, for instance, of a conservative mindset or, or whatever uh, is, is something that you have to tailor a message. You know, it, it, conservatives tend to be concerned about spending. So you can point out how the war on drugs is inefficient, that it doesn't actually accomplish its goals for the amount of money that they spend on it. So I think that there are just persuasive arguments that you can use depending on who your target audience is, and I think that would be your uh, your factor. Abe, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. We bent our rules a little bit for him. Yeah. I know, but sometimes you got to bend rules. Yeah. He seemed like a really nice guy. He, he does seem like a uh, nice guy. Anyway, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So, yeah, I, I'll take that position. There are millions of Americans that do that. 
Abe's one of them. I've done it several times in my life. Uh, Mark, I know that you've sampled marijuana from time to time. You're right. I have done it. Not any time recently. Right. Now that that I'm married and that's part of the rules, I'm not allowed to do it. But, you know, I don't miss it that much either. And... The the fact is, it is a relatively benign product. When even when compared with alcohol and cigarettes, mm-hmm. marijuana has never been shown to cause any any deaths. Mm-hmm. Ne- never. Now you can there, there are you know there you could definitely show things that marijuana does detrimental t- to humans. What? Um, well, I mean, they they say I've I've read on the internet. Um, you know, doctors say, and I don't know. Uh, you know, studies say that uh, it it can cause some people to have uh, uh, psychedelic, not psychedelic, uh, psychotic episodes and and that kind of thing. Maybe people that are prone to having Maybe psychotic so. episodes. Maybe so. I don't know. Um, but to say that there's no danger at all to marijuana, it would be irresponsible. And you didn't say that. Well, that would be saying that you know. Somebody who is prone to psychotic episodes could have danger from all kinds of different chemicals. What I'm saying is, is um, I if you did a fair and equitable study of alcohol and compared it to marijuana and, and you know in the, the same sort of study, I mm-hmm. think you'd definitely find that alcohol is far more dangerous. Certainly, more people beat their significant others on alcohol and drive and hurt people on alcohol. I mean, alcohol is far more dangerous. And you can't. And you can poison yourself on alcohol. Alcohol poisoning yeah. happens to college kids all the time. Well, the, and that's mostly because of our uh, drinking age. Plus. Right. Uh, but the fact is, it happens. It happens. People drink too much, they get sick. Mm-hmm. If they drink way too much, they die. Uh, you can't do that with marijuana. If you smoke too much marijuana, you might go to sleep. Mostly. You will never get to the point of an overdose. It is physic. It is a physical impossibility. You, the only way, the only thing you could die, the only way you could die from marijuana is like if you were trapped in a room with it, no oxygen, and somebody was pumping the smoke in there to where you died of smoke inhalation. There are no deaths attributed to marijuana. Or you could now, perhaps somebody's gotten stoned and done something stupid and died, but people possibly. do stu- people do stupid things without smoking marijuana Absolutely. every single day. And marijuana doesn't make you stupid, uh, more stupid necessarily. It's just that some stupid people smoke pot, and so inevitably people look at those people and say, "Oh, you're stupid because you smoke marijuana." No, you're it's an stupid altered before. It's an altered state, and you know, I mean, it causes people to think differently in some ways. So, you know, I mean, in some circumstances, that could be called stupid. And the other way you might be able to die from marijuana is if you were walking down the street and a bale of it fell on your head. <laughs> that could do the trick. Break your neck. Right. You know, 25-pound bale, that's not going to feel very good. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, there was one story. To be fair, there was one story about a hash smuggler who – what they do when you're smuggling things over an airplane is mm-hmm. you swallow balloons. balloons. Yeah. So whether it be heroin or hash or cocaine or whatever it Did is. Did one you, of the balloons break? Yes. What happened? I don't know. The acid in did, his stomach ate through the balloon. I don't know how that. Yes, he did die. Um, Incredible. I've never heard this. I've told this. I've told this story before. Whenever somebody brings it. up dying on marijuana, this is the only story I have. I, so I, I bring well, it up. I don't remember. What can I tell you? I don't listen to you. So the, what happened was he was on the airplane and started feeling sick. Well, that's because one of the balloons had ruptured in his stomach and started pouring out hash oil into into his intestines, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that in that case he did uh, die, but that wasn't anybody who was consuming marijuana on a recreational basis. No, that was a nothing smuggler. like that. And if we didn't have a war on drugs, that guy would still be alive today because he wouldn't have had to have been smuggling his hash oil. Let me get to my email real quick. Oh, you can't get to your email real I quick. Got, I got an, I got a minute. Nope, you've got thirty seconds. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 
we can uh, get to the email, but we also need to talk about this reporter who was arrested for standing on a sidewalk. Not a private sidewalk, a public sidewalk where you and I are supposed to be free to stand. This reporter was not allowed to stand there. Miami. We'll talk about it coming up in hour number two, the police state in America. And your calls as well about whatever you want, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Show. You can bring up anything to launch an hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free, so do enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. So, uh, I said we were going to talk about a story out of Miami, and it's pretty outrageous. In fact, it's... A, it's a police state that we live in. I mean, I don't understand how anybody could deny that, at least anybody who's paying attention to the news. I don't understand how anyone could deny that we're living in a police state. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I'm living in a police state. I don't like my life isn't isn't like that. Well, you don't encounter the police on a daily basis. They aren't doing random roadblocks where we live, at least. You'd probably feel differently if you lived in El Paso or something like that, or one of the areas where they actually do have these uh, checkpoints and that sort of thing. But yes, I can understand that you don't feel that way personally, but when you see stories like a news reporter right. getting arrested for standing on a public sidewalk... How could you possibly not not come to the realization that something is very seriously amiss in this country? I mean, the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which we normally have uh, at Guarantees our... freedom of press. Yeah, I, normally we have it right here. Where is that thing, Mark? Oh, it's underneath. Okay, let's, let's I... just review before we get into this story. Amendment number one, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, prohibiting the, three, the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition uh, the government for address of grievance. Hmm. Maybe the loophole is that it says Congress shall make no law. So if they don't make a law and they abridge the freedom of the press, then is it legal? I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what their logic is here. The, the government people are obviously ignoring the First Amendment as well as several other amendments. We could go down the uh, The idea list. that a reporter would be arrested for being on a public sidewalk is ludicrous. Right. Now, you haven't seen the video. The raw footage is available online, and I watched it last night, and I was pretty amazed. Because the cops normally aren't this brazen in front of video cameras. Normally, they behave themselves to some extent. And maybe maybe they were behaving themselves to some extent. Maybe <laughs> right. it would have been worse had the video camera not been there. Scary. But basically, what you had was a uh, reporter and his cameraman. And the video starts where you can see they're getting a shot of... It's Miami High School that they were standing out in front of. And you can see they're getting a shot of the sign. They're mm-hmm. preparing to, to create a news package for the, the nightly news. Uh, this guy, I think, and uh, unfortunately, when they went to journalism school, uh, they they got under the misimpression that there was freedom of speech, uh, freedom of press, right. and that they could, you know, if a cop tells tells them something that's illegal, they right. can just tell them no. Someone someone gave them that information, and they decided to uh, stand firm on that information and got arrested for it. Uh, but basically, he was standing there, getting ready to do a report, 
as three police officers, one of them this hulking mass of a police officer, just this huge beast police officer, comes up and says, I'm, you know, they say, to, to paraphrase, so I'm, I'm asking you kindly to go across the street. And he says, well, no, I'm a member of the press. I mean, it's very clear he's a member of the press. Member of the press, I'm, I'm doing a report here, and I, this is a public sidewalk, so no. And the, the cop continued to repeat his request that he go across the street. And he did not want to go across the street. Eventually, they started, um, they, they manhandled him to some extent. They grabbed his microphone from him. The cameraman had the big brute cop come up and put his hand over the, the lens and push the cameraman back and sort of, you know, manhandle him too. Uh, all of this caught on tape. And then the reporter sort of decided to fall back. And contact his department, you know, contact the... Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, they, they don't station. pay me to get my butt kicked. Right. You know? <laughs> so they did cross the street at that point, and that's when he got on his little Nextel two-way and contacted the, the, you know, the TV stations, Channel 10 in Miami. And I don't, you can't really hear all of his conversations, so I don't know what that, I don't know what that was like. But eventually he made the decision to go back across the street and essentially defy the orders of the police at that point. School was getting out uh, at that time. Right. So why did the police want him across the street? They exactly? never explained it. The, the police officer said, our sergeant is on the way. You can talk to him. But by the time he crossed the street, which was several minutes later, mm-hmm. when he recrossed the street to go back to the side where the high school was. Sar- no sergeant. The sergeant hadn't arrived at that point, although, although he, then he claimed that he was over there somewhere. Anyway, the sergeant never came over to explain himself, and they arrested the guy for coming back over there. Now, this was a public sidewalk outside of the school. So it wasn't as though he was actually on the school property, at least if right. you believe in fences. You know, there was clearly a fence that was a barrier between the public area and the school area. And so and they didn't say that well you're on school property you have to you you don't have a permit to be here. Right. They didn't say they anything asked him like to go that. across the street. Right. They just said you need to go across the street. And uh, so he did. Then again, he came back over. The cameraman didn't really want to get arrested. Because well, he had the tape and ah. if you get arrested then they might take the tape and so on and so Likely. forth. So the camera guy didn't get arrested, but the the reporter did. And it's just outrageous. There were other people on that sidewalk. It wasn't like the president was coming through or something like that. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they singled out this reporter, and they went after him and targeted him. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it happened, and uh, there is a blog over at Local10.com. This is the TV station, one of his uh, cohorts at the station. By the way, this is the best thing to happen to his career. He was smart to go back across the street. It's not always the best thing to happen to your career when the police target you for har- for harassment as being a news reporter. Remember the story about – it was also uh, Broward County, actually, South Florida. Remember the guy that did the um, the, the investigative story on the police where, the, where they went around mm-hmm. with hidden cameras and asked for uh, complaint forms? Well, the police targeted him for retaliation after that story. And then once he was arrested by the police on trumped-up charges, the TV station fired him. Wow. So I don't know if he's gotten hired since then. I'm sure it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it can have some immediate negative consequences. We mm-hmm. know that much. But let me let me share this blog story with you here uh, from somebody else, a colleague of uh, of the te- TV station. 
I believe it's a she. She says, now might be a good time to bring up the sheriff's deputy who snatched my cell phone in mid-use right out of my hand. So she starts with her own encounter with the police. This one wasn't caught on video. Uh, This was his way of ending an interview I was doing with a man on a street that his deputy thought had gone on too long. Because we were transmitting that phone interview live as a report during our noon newscast, the last thing viewers heard was my voice yelling, hey, what are you doing? Click. Back in the studio, the anchors explained to the viewers that somehow the cell phone connection was lost. And back out on Pembroke Road, I was dogging the deputy up the street to get his name for some future action. The incident is all on videotape, excuse me, it is, as happens when news photographers are present. That deputy's action was not law enforcement. It was bully behavior. Now, you'll see the attitude of the news reporter is shock and dismay that police officers would 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 do their jobs in this fashion. Mm-hmm. And... I, I guess I'm shocked and dismayed that p- police officers would do this, their jobs in this fashion. I, I'm not shocked anymore because this seems like standard operating procedure these I, days. I know the that that's what you expect out of police officers. In the bigger picture, the guy, uh, this guy with a badge, gun, and the power of the law had just trashed the First Amendment. Later that day, a spokesbureaucrat for the Broward Sheriff's Office graciously apologized for the deputy's behavior, though the offender himself never did. I tried to be equally gracious and chalked up his behavior to an emotional reaction in the hours after a colleague had been shot. End of story. Except it's not the end. That incident was part of a continuum of law enforcement officers acting on some preconceived notion that news reporters are public enemy number one. And I bring it up now because of what happened Tuesday afternoon. A school police officer arrested my colleague, Jeff Weinsier, because Jeff didn't move from a sidewalk in front of a high school. This would have been a perfectly acceptable command had the sidewalk been part of a police action. You know, if they were investigating a murder or something like that there. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if they cordoned off the scene and you weren't allowed to enter it in the first place. And Something you, reasonable. Right. right. Uh, but no, that wasn't going on. It was just a regular day. Anyway, she sa- uh, so she says the, the sidewalk had been a part of police, police action. Had the officer also ordered away the dozens of people on the sidewalk with him, but he didn't. More officers showed up, and when Jeff stood his ground, they cuffed him and then charged him with trespassing on a sidewalk with resisting arrest. Uh, and with resisting arrest, by asserting his right to be on a public street. Jeff was carrying a revolver, for which he has a permit, and showed that permit to the officers. And uh, By the way, that's the way the news stories that have been written about this are focusing on. That's the issue they're focusing on. That he has Reporter a with a gun arrested in front of high school! Now, they didn't know he had a gun until after he right. had been arrested. That's not the issue. So, right. That isn't the issue, but the news is well, sort of making that the distraction the issue. The other news, um, you know, they're, they're in competition with this particular news organization. Well, it was the Associated Press, so sort of. 800-259-9231 will fill you in on the rest of the story here. Reporter arrested. Goodbye. Freedom of speech. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site for free bulletin board systems there. Over a quarter of a million posts. A lot of stuff to talk about. Serious issues and fun stuff all for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. BBS. .freetalklive.com. And if you're sick and tired of this police state nonsense, do something. Like, join the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. We're reading a blog post from a reporter who, I'm not sure if it's a female or a male, I really can't tell. But anyway, uh, a reporter over at Local 10 in Miami talking about one of his colleagues 
Jeff Weinsier, who was out on the street doing a report on Miami High School. And they were just shooting the front of the school, shooting Some with riveting a camera. reporting there. With a, well, you've got to get your B-roll. You've got to yeah, get sure. the stuff that, that rolls underneath your narration. Mm-hmm. Okay, And so that's what they were doing out in front of the school, in front of, on a public sidewalk where you or I would be free to walk up and down it at any time of the day. And the police then approached him and his cameraman and ordered them across the street. There didn't seem to be any reason for this. The police did not give any reason. They just kept saying how nice they were being by asking them to go across right. the street. Going to have to ask you to go across the street. Right. And he did not want to go across the street, and he said things to the effect of, well, I'm a member of the press, this is a public sidewalk, right. I don't have to go across the street. He you know, cited the First Amendment, that sort of thing. That old thing. And then he got arrested. He got arrested uh, on charges that included disobeying an officer. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I have them in front of me at the moment here, but also gun charges. Oh, trespassing. <laughs> Where was he trespassing on? Resisting arrest? He wasn't resisting arrest. He didn't fight the cops. He wasn't violent towards them. He was on camera the entire time. The whole, the whole thing was caught on video, and it, it's up on our BBS. Somebody posted it uh, last night at bbs.freetalklive.com if you want to see it for yourself. But the other reporter writing in a, on a blog at local10.com says that he was carrying a revolver, but he has a permit for it. Apparently, the reason he was carrying the revolver is he had an incident with some gang members. What a surprise. Him. I mean, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> he goes on television. There's crazy people out there. He's in Miami. I mean, it's a dangerous place. So he was totally illegal to have the, the gun, and that's a side issue. They didn't know he had the gun. They weren't bugging him because they saw a gun or anything like right. that. It was just Got nothing a, to do with it. a reporter, and they wanted to harass this reporter because they can. Continuing the blog post says, uh, not that those officers even knew he had a gun when they arrested him, and not that it legally matters. Been there, done that, minus the arrest. Different school, different police officer, same command to get, a, to get off a public sidewalk. Move here, stay there. Crash course in freedom of the press, as the voice of the public, news crews are permitted to be anywhere the public is permitted. Now, as you said, Doesn't Mark, that make sense? It does. It, it makes sense to me. And that's really what the freedom of the press is for. The freedom of the press is to keep the government under control. We are supposed to, as the press, report on the government. We are the check and the balance, um, one of them, against the government growing so large. We inform the people about what the government is doing, among other things. Yeah. Yep, and that's the way it's supposed to be, and, and it would make sense that if you, as a member of the public, can be in one place, then you should be able to be there with a video camera, and that makes you a member of the media. That makes you a member of the press. <laughs> it's not complex. But apparently things have changed in America recently, and now that's not necessarily the case. Now it's all arbitrary. Now it's up to the whims of the police officers right. that might the be... the government that we're supposed to be a check on now gets to decide whether or not we can um you know report and that's just not uh, th- no no well yes that's what's happening and in fact i had a similar experience twice now me too right here in new hampshire as as part of the media where i had a video camera one time at the post office where there's an irs office also in the the post office here in keene and a couple of protesters had gone up to the the irs office to stage a protest there and i as a member of the media wanted to cover that i had my video camera with me i had my little press badge on and i was turned away by a member of ice the immigrations and customs enforcement which apparently is also tasked with protecting federal offices for some reason and they told me i could not come in there 
And I said, well, is there, is there no freedom of, of the press in this building? He said, no, there's not. Now, I wasn't willing to get arrested, so I didn't push it. I turned around and left. You know, I've got things to do. I've got a radio show to do at night, and I can't really afford to miss it. So it wasn't my place to get arrested for that one. But a similar thing happened to me last week. I went out to a courtroom. Not, it wasn't actually a courtroom. It was the district court. So when you go into district court, there's an area where you're supposed to be able to walk around and talk to the clerk and get paperwork taken care of and that sort of thing. In this particular court, there was a metal detector that everybody had to go through before they could go and actually talk to the clerk and do the paperwork and all that stuff. So it wasn't even that I was trying to get into the courtroom to videotape any trials. We were just trying to go and talk to the clerk. Again, it was another activist that was there, Kat Canning, the publisher of the Keen Free Press. And so I tried to go in with my camera, and a similar thing happened. The goon that was there searching people told me I could not come in there with a camera. And I said, well, is there no freedom of the press in this building? And he said, you need to shut that off. <laughs> And once again, you know, I'm not going to push it. I don't want to get arrested. I know if I'd walked through with that camera running or if I'd continued running that camera, that guy would have gotten much more upset than he already was. Mm. He was already demanding that I turn a camera off inside a public area where the public is supposed to go. So they teach you one thing in journalism school, and then when you actually hit the streets and you come up in front of some burly cop with an attitude problem, then you really find out what the truth is. The truth is we live in a police state where the police can order you to do whatever the hell they want you to do, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Not a thing. Except follow their orders or be arrested. It's one or the other. And this, is, this isn't, this isn't an, unoriginal sto- uh, an original story, rather, because we reported a few months ago about one of the immigration protests out in L.A. where the police started storming the, the, this peaceful protest, this peaceful rally that they had in this public park where there were members of the media all over the place. They were, they were detaining media people. They were grabbing cameras from reporters' hands, throwing them into the dirt, kicking them. This is going on in America. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, you know, just think. Imagine for a second that the uh, the police officer's uniform was replaced by the uniform of a Soviet guard. Mm-hmm. Now, that would, they all have accents. That would exactly be what I would imagine from the you know the seventies when I was growing up. That we would have imagined that the Soviet Union was like. Yep. You will give us your camera. You know, or, or whatever. Yeah, the, the, you don't have permission to be here. The, it's bizarre stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Where's it's the happening. freedom of the press? Yep, this is happening. And, it's, and the, the most important point about all this, Mark, is we know that press members have been targeted in the past by the police for retaliation and targeted in general. But they've become more brazen now than ever before. And that's not a good trend. Not good at all. Because if they can go after the press with impunity, if they can go after the press and take cameras and and arrest press members, then they can do all kinds of things to you, especially if you don't have a camera around. They're getting more and more brazen, and that is frightening. Want to hear your thoughts on this at 800-259-9231. Maybe you're a member of the media, you've had encounters, or maybe you've just had encounters with overbearing police while you happen to have a video camera with you or some sort of recording device. We'd love to hear your story. 800-259-9231. A little bit more on this Miami situation. Guy was arrested, reporter, on the street. In a public place, a place where you or I could have been standing. The police didn't want him on that sidewalk. There was no actual reason. He's, He's in jail. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, 
Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. your show and you can bring up anything toll free 800-259-9231 that's the SACL CAI toll free line for you Ian here with you and Mark 800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com live streams there broadband version of the show and a dial up version as well for free at freetalklive.com your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals does this bother you well it bothers some scientists especially in the case of young children Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com for the sleep you've been dreaming of. That's SavvyRest.com. We're sharing with you a story out of Miami, Florida. Local 10 is the TV station. One of their reporters, Jeff Wine something or other, anyway, he's uh, Jeff Weinsier, has been arrested for standing on a sidewalk. I'm not exaggerating this at all. He was he was not being rude. He was not causing a scene. He wasn't even talking to the police. No, they were just there doing a news report. Essentially minding their own business. And the police came up and got into their business and ordered them across the street, which he did not want to do because he'd been told he had freedom of the press and that he could go anywhere the public could go and shoot his news stories. Apparently that's not true anymore in America. Apparently the First Amendment has been completely repealed at this point. I didn't notice that happening. I don't think they actually amended you know, the Constitution. No, I, I don't think the Supreme Court ruled on that. No, no, but the, but the cops nonetheless are going out giving people un, unconstitutional orders. And the, so he went. So anyway, he was arrested. And at this point, I'm sharing with you from a blog from one of his coworkers. I don't know if he's still in jail. I know the bond was from another article I was looking at. It's something like ten thousand dollars. It's not much. Ten. Well, it's grand. Know. It's grand to get out. I understand that, but that's still, I mean, that's pretty outrageous for what is essentially a trumped up, a trespassing charge. Sure. Resisting arrest. According to the blog, this person who's writing says that she has also been harassed by the police in front of a school, a different police officer, but the same command to get off of a public sidewalk. Move here, stay there. She says, when was the last time someone told you to leave a sidewalk in front of a school? Allowing for two sides to every story, I make no judgments about Jeff's arrest. The facts will come out in due time. The chances of that happening are good because this incident also was videotaped by news, photogra- uh, by news photographer Frank DeBesa. Unblinking, unedited videotape provides an unvarnished, indisputable picture like no verbal account ever can, without emotion or agenda. Right. And, and, you know, the, this, the video always makes a difference when dealing with police. Mm-hmm. It is your sing- single most powerful weapon. They hate it. They hate it when you bring out video cameras. They get very uncomfortable. Still photos and snapshots of moments may also help. A freelance journalist named Carlos Miller is currently using his photos in his own legal fight. Earlier this year, in the course of shooting pictures for a story along Biscayne Boulevard, he managed to shoot a few frames while police officers arrested him. They had told him to go away, and he didn't. His photos show his arrest on a public sidewalk. I believe we covered that story when it happened. Mm -hmm. Why do they do it? The reporter asks. Because they can? To show they're in charge? Yeah, I, I'd say that's a factor. I don't know. Badge on the chest, gun, belt around the waist, and chip on the shoulder? 
She says, every reporter that I know, everyone has a deep respect for the law and the people that enforce it. Many count among them good friends and collegial professional relationships. No reporter I know would do anything to compromise an investigation or the safety of an officer or, or the public. News organizations that employ me have gone out of the way to assist officers and departments when yeah, asked. Absolutely. Um, you, you know, the press is, has a long history of helping law enforcement when when they're needed to they've been very favorable to law enforcement in fact i would be, i critique the press for being far too favorable to uh, towards the police when the police issue a press release there's usually very little questioning on the part of the press the press just takes it and parrots it uh verbatim word for word so the the, the press have been more than nice to the police and so that leaves her asking a few questions she says so why this inherent contentious combative behavior demeanor aren't we all on the same side serving the people well no you're not (laughs) no see that's what they try to tell you the police want you to believe they're serving the people when in fact they're serving themselves they're serving their masters in the state government some police out there are trying very hard to serve the public but you know there there are um the, the the police structure, the hierarchy, is at odds to some extent with civil liberties and the people. And, you know, police can sometimes get used as weapons in that particular battle between civil liberties and law enforcement. I sure can. Would love your comments on this story at 800-259-9231. Are you somebody that thinks the police were right? Should the police have the ability to just arbitrarily order someone off of a public sidewalk for no apparent reason whatsoever? They don't, they don't even give the guy a reason. They don't care. They, they're not interested in justifying themselves. They don't have to. They have the guns, and they're willing to use them. They've got the force on their side, the force of law, and they are very rarely punished for stepping out of line. Very rarely. Usually some administrative bureaucrat. If, if you ever get an apology out of the police office, uh, the police, it'll come from up above. It'll right. never come from the, the officer department. himself. Right. The PR department will come out and issue an apology, but that very rarely happens. Very rarely does that happen. The only the only place you'll see that happen is if it's some upper crust person that gets in trouble or the news media. If it's just you that gets in trouble with the cops, you'll never get an apology from them. Never. Well, you know what? In case we can't get a call in support of the police, there are certainly plenty of comments on this story in support of the police. Believe it or not, people actually believe that the police should have been doing this sort of thing. There are lots of people out there that just essentially believe that the police can do no wrong, which I understand that the police have a tough job. I'm I'm with you on that. And they have families that love them and all that other stuff. It's just that, you know, it's still true that power corrupts. And, you know, you when you give the kind of power that law enforcement has, yeah, they need critiquing. Yes, they need to to be held in check, and the people that are supposed to hold them in check, the front line, are in fact the press. Here is an anonymous comment on this particular blog at Local10.com. The officer was well within his right to order the reporter to the other side of the street. What you failed to mention was that he was kindly asked to go across or go to go to the other side of the street about twenty times. What difference does it make? If I've got the freedom, and that's what freedom of the press means, if I have the freedom to be on that sidewalk, then I don't care how many times you ask me to ask mm-hmm. me something, Mr. Officer. What if the officer was kindly asking him for all the contents of his wallet? What if he asked him to kindly take his pants off? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't care. 
Well, the guy says, it's dismissal. Thousands of kids were about to start coming out of the school. The last thing you need is for the students to get run over as they jump in front of the camera, trying to get position on each other. A media staging area was designated by the officer across the street. If that the was street. the issue, why didn't the officer state it? Didn't bother. Maybe he didn't feel he had to. From that vantage point, he would have been able to get his story, interview the kids, get the pictures, etc. Instead, the guy spent ten minutes arguing with the cops. If you see the unedited tape, which he claims hurts him more than it helps him, and I disagree. And I invite everybody to go and see it. I think it's under the Issues Forum, bbs.freetalklive.com. Take a look for that. The reporter clearly says, I'm going to get arrested today, ain't I? When the kids started coming out of the school, did he start interviewing them? Of course not. Instead, he was trying to devise a plan to get to the other side again. He is an idiot and got what he asked for. This guy wanted to become the story, and he got what he asked for. I hope he loses his job. Great job, Miami-Dade Schools Police Department. Just another cheerleader for the police state. There are people in this country that believe the police can do no wrong. That believe if it's the police that are doing something, then they must have a reason. Doesn't matter how tyrannical it might appear on its face. Doesn't matter how outrageous it must be. It's the police, and they're inherently good because, well, they're American police. They're not Nazi police. They're not Germans. They're not Russians. They're American, and so therefore, they're good guys, right? That's the idea. That's the mentality. It's the same mentality of, you know, support the troops. All the troops are good guys. What are you talking about? They're individuals. There are good troops, and there are bad troops. There are good cops, and there are bad cops. To say that they're good because they're American police is absurd and illogical. But then again, these people don't really... They probably don't really understand logic too well. 800-259-9231. Love to hear your thoughts on this story, especially if you are somebody that thinks that the police should be able to walk up to somebody on a street corner and order them off. Yep, you have to go across the street. Why do I have to go across the street? Well, you have to go across the street. I'm asking you nicely. (laughs) You, You go ahead and watch the video and then come back and tell me that this cop was being nice. He was being... Not out overtly mean because the camera was on. That's the only thing that changed this situation from just awful to slightly less than awful. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Go CAI toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Features for free. You like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then amp up. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com and become a Free Talk Live amplifier, as have done hundreds of our listeners. Because they like Free Talk Live and want to help us get on more stations around the country, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty. And if that's important to you and you want to help us out, go to amp.freetalklive.com for as little as three bucks a month on PayPal or any major credit card or even some alternative uh, payment methods, we'll be happy to separate you from your money. No, seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. People, they, they get some benefits. They get some perks. Uh, you get right. access. It's, a, it's more like a club than anything else. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines. You get access to the, uh, the forum that's for amplifiers and the chat room as well. More details are available at amp.freetalklive.com. It, it is sort of a club, but it's a club where the, mem- the membership dues go to help spread Free Talk Live instead of going to paychecks or something like that. Yeah, m- most, I think most membership dues essentially do just that, to uh, promote the club itself. Maybe so. Anyway, amp.freetalklive.com, 800-259-9231. 
Just a few more thoughts here from some posters, from some commenters on Milberg's musings over at Local10.com. A news reporter was arrested yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, if not the day before, in front of Miami High School because he was there. <laughs> that's uh, that's why he was arrested. He wasn't out shouting and screaming at the top of his lungs, setting himself on fire, hurting someone else, or, or doing anything disruptive. They were shooting a news package on the street, a public street, a public sidewalk is where he was, and the cops ordered him across the street for no reason. They didn't give any reason for it. They just ordered him. He went across the street once, and then he came back over because he understood that he has a first, he, at least he thought, he had a First Amendment right to freedom of speech and freedom of the press, and he wanted to press the issue. And yeah, some people... like, really? Oh, my God. If you didn't press the issue on your rights, like if people didn't press the issue for our rights in the past, we wouldn't have any. Well, that, some people in these comments are saying he should have just followed the policeman's orders and shouldn't have gotten in his face, and he was just looking for a fight and looking to stir something up with the police. Well, but it was I, the police on, that approached him. Looking for a fight when it comes to a violation of rights is not a bad thing, in, in my opinion. According to these people... Asserting one's rights is okay. According to these people, you shouldn't assert your rights in front of the police. According to these people that are commenting here, and we can't get any of them to call in, would love to hear from you if you believe the police were right in this situation, but according to the people commenting here, you should not assert your rights in front of the police, you should just do as they say, and then complain later on. Well, good luck with that. Here's what Mark and Homestead has to say. I can't believe there are wimps who think people should just comply with the stupid cops when they know they're within the law and in this case have permission to be on that sidewalk. Why should we just throw our civil rights away and let those Nazis do what they want? The school kids' safety isn't an issue here because in a school zone, cars are just crawling by. Had the news crew been left alone, they probably would have wrapped up their report before classes were dismissed. Officer Porky never gave a reason why the news crew had to move. Rarely do the buffoons with badges have a valid reason or know the law when they're abusing their powers. Really, they do sometimes just make it up. How could a police officer know the law? How could they know all the laws? How can anyone? The legislators, uh, uh, you know, are are just out of control. They pass they don't know the laws. laws. There's there's no they they don't read them when they pass them. You know how how in the world is a police officer expected to know the law? How are we expected to know the law? How you know these legislators are out of control? It's absurd. He says, I hope Officer Chubby and his troop of baboons get sued, but I'm afraid the taxpayers have to foot the bill every time they lose in court, which is another important point. First of all, it's very rare that the police will lose because, well, they investigate themselves. Mm. <laughs> There's no oversight for the police officers. Oh, yeah, they've got internal affairs, but again, they're still the police. So the police investigating the police usually doesn't end up being very fruitful. Mm. But in the few instances where the police are actually is culpable, they're found to have done something wrong, it never, never comes out of the police officer's paycheck. How would it? I mean, that, well, that, that doesn't even make any sense that, um, you well, know... Well, if you damage somebody's property, right. you have to pay, you should pay restitution. I guess I'm saying from um, from the, the, the common uh, frame of mind these days, no one would ever expect a government official to be responsible for what they do. I don't know why. But they would, I do. But they would expect a business person, a private yeah. um, citizen, they would expect us all to be completely responsible financially for hurting um, someone, harming someone, destroying their business, doing whatever. Yep. But for some reason, these stinking um, you know, government officials that, just, that, that, that abuse their power, and I'm, they, they all don't. I'm not saying they all do. But the ones that do are not held responsible. Nope. But when we have a stinking um, you know, business person that goes out there and, and uh, it pollutes the environment or... or 
uh, cheat somebody, you can believe that they're all over them, and they and the the money right. comes out of their pocket. If you and I, you or I, uh, you know, wreck somebody's mailbox or cause harm to them or kill their dog or whatever, we're responsible for it. But the government officials aren't, and it's wrong. Absolutely. So if these cops get brought into court, taxpayers will pay twice. They'll pay first for the court trial, because the cops aren't going to pay for that. Taxpayers will. Secondly, if the police lose, which is unlikely, then the taxpayers will pay whatever the damages are. So the police, and the police probably won't even lose their jobs. Very rarely does that happen either. They'll get a slap on the hand. Maybe they get transferred to a desk job for a few weeks before they're back out on the streets. The anonymous, or this isn't an anonymous poster, it's Mark and Homestead. He posts, he says, it's distressing, but there are places in this USA where it's illegal to record police behavior in public. These laws are being passed to protect the cops as they violate the public's civil rights with impunity. Without solid evidence, it's just your word versus theirs. And guess whose side the judge is on? Society has lost sight of the fact that cops exist to supposedly serve the public with professionalism and respect. Then an anonymous poster says, wow, this news station is a joke. It appears that Weinser, the reporter that was arrested, got all of his family and friends to post comments on what a hero he is. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. Everybody, is, everybody except for his friends are in favor of the police. Everybody out there in Miami just well, loves the police. I'm in favor of the police. I, I, you know, I want them to do their jobs. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to pay police to do their jobs. But to do this... Look, there's murders in Miami that you people could be investigating. There are robberies that you could be preventing <laughs> right now. Which, but in fact, they're going after some police reporter Have you who's seen on the, the sidewalk. Have you seen the footage yet? You no. really should watch it during the, the news at the top of the hour. Because you would think it would have been enough to send this big bruiser of a huge, humongous cop after this little, skinny reporter. But there were three cops right off the bat, followed by at least two more. So I spotted at least five cops milling about in this video. Why are they outside of a school on I the don't sidewalk? Know. All to deal with one reporter. But why are, why are they even there for one reporter? I mean, why? <laughs> they know. had to find the reporter in the first place. So the anonymous poster says, are you kidding me? What kind of reporter are you? You look like an idiot on TV provoking the police. I would have personally done the cops a favor and crossed the street when asked. What's the big deal? These police have to protect us civilians from violent criminals. And you're busting <laughs> their But where are the violent criminals on the sidewalk? It was a very beautiful day in Miami. There were no violent criminals to be fe uh, to be seen. In fact, I imagine violent criminals probably yes, wouldn't want to be around a news camera. You know, uh, cops would protect us from violent criminals if there are violent criminals about. But I don't understand why there can be people on the sidewalk, but they they tell the reporter to go shoot on the other side. What's the big deal? He says, "Are you nuts? I'll never watch Channel Ten again." Well, hopefully, that's al always that. Hopefully, Local Ten will do the right thing and abandon you and save what credibility they have left. Another person says, I support Jeff. No, he didn't have the right to, or no, he did not have to go across the street to speak to students, but he had the right to. He could have listened, he could have listened, be bullied, but he didn't, but he noticed a much too often problem with law enforcement and made the right decision to show our community the problem. The video speaks for itself. If he hadn't pressed the issue, the video wouldn't be as powerful as it is. Another person says, Un unless there was a legitimate public safety reason to force Jeff to the other side of the street, he should have been allowed to remain on what appeared to be public property. If indeed there was a public safety issue, there seemed to be plenty of opportunity for the officers to communicate that to Jeff. 
Indeed, there were several minutes where the officers were trying to get this guy to cross the street before right. they were arresting him, where they could See, have now, communicated to that's, him. That's really the issue. The, uh, the reporter has the right to be on the sidewalk. Now, if the police want to communicate to him some reason that he should um, abdicate that right then they should do so. But to use right, the then power... then they would be reasonable. Right. But then they... But if they just use their power to kick someone off and arrest them, that's not... That, that's not right. It's freedom of the press. He says it doesn't matter whether Jeff was purposely testing their authority. If they exceeded it for the public good, they need to be reeled in. Thanks for giving us a look at the raw camera footage. And finally... John in Miami says, the cops who post on this blog and defend the school police think we should just comply and then complain. The problem is the vast majority of former complaints are ignored and that internal affairs only covers up official wrongdoing. If citizens truly believed the system was fair, there would be fewer confrontations on the street. The police don't deserve any special respect, only common courtesy. How many times have they been in the news lately for the wrong things? I'll treat cops with respect when they start abiding by the same laws they enforce and write tickets for. But that's going to be a cold day in hell when cops are treated the same as civilians and pay for their traffic infractions and more serious crimes. 800-259-9231. The uh, Florida Highway Patrol called me the other day asking for money. I told him, I'll give you some money as soon as you stop enforcing bad laws. See you next hour. More on the way. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Rolling right into the phone calls. It's Dave in New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Dave, New Hampshire. Dave going once. Dave in New Hampshire, going twice. Do we yeah, have Dave? Hear me okay. There he is. Hey, Dave. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to give you a shout and uh, give you an update on the uh, on the Ridley Report. Oh, yes, Ridley Report. Uh, our man in New Hampshire, Dave Ridley, he's, uh, that's the Dave that's on the line with us here, he's doing his own news reporting uh, on YouTube, which is a wonderful thing, and I think that, uh, that our listeners that are interested in what's going on in New Hampshire, uh, what's happening with uh, many of the Free State Project early movers and some of the activism that's going on here, would be wise to go and subscribe to the Ridley Report. You can go to youtube.com slash Ridley Report, and that's one word, uh, in order to, uh, to get to your site. It's very good. I'm a subscriber. I wanted to announce the the uh, full, the, uh, the normal URL now. It's just RidleyReport.com. Oh, awesome! Yeah, just that's just up and running as of today. But uh, RidleyReport.com. That's even easier. And, uh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, we've got you. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I produce I guess about twenty five stories now, and it's really it, it is you know quantity does win out over quality because I'm just producing them very fast. But the whole idea is to get something on the air, you know, the same day, maybe the day after. Yeah, I'm to the point, happens. Dave, where I get up, I get uh, frustrated if there's no new Ridley report every single day. <laughs> I, 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 I need it. I, uh, I, I want it. I must consume it. Well, if I could get to a point, you know, where I where I was earning enough revenue with it, then I could start orbiting my day around it and then sure. start shooting maybe three stories a day. Oh, that would be uh, awesome. 
which is doable, you know, it's a little bit of extra work. But if that was like my career, you know, then I could uh, I could do that. How cool would so that be? I, ho- I hope that someday it can be your career because, I, I don't know, Mark, have you seen any of his reports yet? Yeah. I think they're just phenomenal. I mean, they're shot. Well, yeah, they're professional looking. They're professionally done, but there's no actual editing going on, which is even more impressive. He's shooting it shot for shot in the camera. So he's just taking one shot. He narrates it in, in camera, and so it, and he remembers what he said by the time he's taking the next shot. He doesn't go back and review any of his footage to review what he what he said. He just shoots and shoots and shoots, and uh, you just do an amazing job, Dave. You're doing a great job covering everything that's happening here in the state. Well, thanks. Uh, thank you for being one of my advertisers. Freekeen.com is one of my advertisers. And then I have three other advertisers, but I don't charge very much. It's very, you know, uh, it's, it's very much just, you know, a small amount of money right now. But I think over time, well, as we get more viewers, it should be worth more money. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm proud to be in on the ground floor and, uh, and doing a little something to send you a, at least a few bucks. I know it's not a lot. So what's, what else is going on out there in uh, Ridley Land? Uh, well, uh, let's see. That's the main thing, RidleyReport.com. But, uh, yeah, that tends to kind of take up a, that takes up a fair amount of time. Mm-hmm. But the other stuff, you know, is just general Ron Paul stuff. Like I, uh, I bought my uh, official Chewbacca uniform. I mean, I've got the whole Chewbacca getup. You know, okay. like a like a four hundred dollar uniform that looks looks like or not uniform, but uh, four hundred dollar costume. Yeah. And I'm planning on standing on the street corners with a Ron Paul Rebel Alliance sign. <laughs> Excellent. I hope it's not too well. It it's New Hampshire, so it won't be too warm out there. No, probably. Not. I tell you what, I could pass for. I mean, I could be an extra on the next Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's that good, huh? It's a first-rate uniform. Yeah. Fantastic. Can you can you do your Chewy scream for us? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's not, pretty that's good. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. <laughs> that's pretty darn good. Now, Dave, last hour, uh, we I don't know if you were listening, but we were talking heavily about this situation in Miami with the uh, the reporter that was arrested yesterday for standing on a sidewalk. And as as a professional videographer and reporter yourself, did you have any comments on that situation? Oh, I didn't know about that. Um, that sounds hideous. I was just thinking about the gal from the New York Times who they threw in jail for almost, what was it, five months for refusing to rat out her sources. Right. Uh, that was a couple of years ago. But, yeah, this is um, sounds bad. Yeah, it's pretty frightening, and the footage is uh, is available on our website at, at uh, bbs.freetalklive.com. They've got eight minutes of raw footage, and uh, it's just outrageous. A reporter arrested for standing on a public sidewalk. You just, I don't, I just wonder how, how would you handle that if the cops came up and uh, and asked you to cross a street when they weren't asking anybody else that was on that same sidewalk to cross the street. Depend on the circumstances, but you know, if you've got it on tape, it, it may be worth doing. Maybe worth getting arrested over. That's what he did, Dave. Thanks Even for the if call. If you don't have it on tape, it might be worth it. I, you know, and, and that's the thing. The liberty, the, the the reporter, reporters, mainstream reporters, in the liberty movement should be on the same side. We shouldn't be at each other's throats. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it happens as much as it does because they are so dependent on you know the maintenance of the First Amendment, and you can't have the First Amendment if the other amendments are not maintained. Well, I wonder if maybe we'll see more support and more friendliness from them as they continue to be cracked down upon, because it seems as though the police are getting more and more brazen uh, with the things that they're willing to do to reporters while they're on camera. So the police are getting more ballsy, and I'm thinking that maybe as the police continue to be more police statish with the reporters, maybe they'll start coming around to our viewpoint. Who knows? Maybe I know, I'm just an optimist. They're the bad guys. That's all I know. Thanks for the call, Dave. We appreciate it. Keep up the good work. That's RidleyReport.com. I I really like the the work he's doing, and and it's great too because there there's so much talent 
here in New Hampshire as far as video production is concerned and and I guess also the audio side free talk live but but really I'm impressed with some of the video products that are coming out of of New Hampshire and and I really hope that eventually these guys can really find a way to make some money at this. Yeah. Dave's charging me like, you know, a buck for a thousand views of an advertisement, so it's very affordable for me to advertise on. But I, I wish he could make enough to make a living. I was I was having this conversation with my wife today, and it I hope it isn't too stinging, but the I, I had a catalog for yet another plethora of libertarian books, okay. and I said, you know, I wish libertarians would stop writing books. Essentially, libertarians write books that other libertarians read, um, and right. more or less, they don't get the word out. Things like the Ridley Report, the uh, with especially the Jello wrestling that he had on that one time, <laughs> um, you know, about a week ago or two weeks ago or whatever it yeah. is. Things like that. Uh, 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 you know, people find out about the liberty movement. Ron Paul. People find out about the liberty movement through these things, right? Um, through these stunts, uh, different things that people do. But the books, I just don't think that they're bringing people to liberty. No, I think they may very well, in in some case, be hashing out or, or honing the uh, liberty message totally. within. That's what they're valuable for. You don't recruit people with a book. Well, but th- there's there's not much recruitment going on out there for every. 20 books that are written, somebody does something on video that's uh, getting people, you know, interested in the liberty movement. What we need is more people interested in the liber- liberty movement and less honing um, inside, uh, you know, arguing about the minutia of whether or not, uh, you know, the, the, the drug war should be our primary thing or whether illegal aliens are okay. Whatever, the, you know, the, the, the finer points are, we, we need more people in the movement. I agree completely, and I think that you're seeing a shift. I think that I am uh, that because media is now within the reach of the average person. We've talked about this a lot on Free Talk Live, how you can be the media now. You couldn't do this 20 years ago. You couldn't go and start your own TV report on a daily basis like Dave is doing. You don't unless you had your own TV station. That's just was not an option. Right. Uh, You can't you couldn't really go out and you couldn't afford the editing equipment because that was very expensive. And even if you could afford the editing equipment, then the only thing you could do would be to pass out VHS tapes to people. And that's certainly not very effective. So we're in a, we're in a world today where information can transfer at the snap of a finger that was unprecedented before. Yeah. And now you are starting to see that. So libertarians, the best thing they could do before was write books. And produced the occasional television special. Uh, Harry Brown in 1996 produced a, uh, and in 2000 produced a, a TV, a videotape, mm-hmm. a half hour about him talking about the issues and why he was running for president. I'm sure it didn't get huge distribution, but it was there. I mean, people have been trying to do liberty-oriented television and radio. It's just, until now, those areas have been controlled by the big media corporations who didn't have any interest in letting people like us on the airwaves. Well, uh, you know, I, I, YouTube certainly has made a big difference. And oh, my gosh. There's more, um, there's YouTube more alone is revolutionary. Movies coming out now. Uh, you know, somehow Michael Moore did it. Somehow he managed to well, get he's out. He's a leftist with so an what? agenda. Uh, I understand. And you don't think that libertarians have an agenda when I they're doing I don't think their... that libertarians are in charge of Hollywood. It, hold on. What's Michael Moore have to do with it? He's from Flint, Michigan. His distribution comes from Hollywood distribu- uh, distribution. Uh, somehow he managed to do it. Why can't libertarians do it? <laughs> well, again, he's a socialist 
And most of the people in Hollywood are also of his ilk, and so therefore he's sort of got ins that libertarians just don't have. More of the way, it is starting to change, though, and you can take control. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are completely free, including the wiki over 1,400 pages created by listeners just like you. Wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. That's wiki dot freetalklive.com. And now... You can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Once again, we were talking about books and libertarians and the liberty movement and how for the past 35 or 50 years, it's all been about books, 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 books. Libertarians write books. I have nothing against books. I like a good book. In fact, I really should make more time to read them. I don't read often enough. And therein is the rub. Right. People watch TV and people watch YouTube and people listen to the radio. You'll make time to watch a libertarian video. You won't make time to read a libertarian book. It's just easier. You know, it's just easier to consume. And it's it's certainly more emotional as well. It's it's better to put to put forth certain arguments via. If I get tired of watching the video, I can listen to the video and do something online at the same time. That's true. Uh, and and the the whole point about television is you can appeal to people's emotions far more effectively than you can in print because you can use imagery, you can use swelling music, you can uh, use narration, and it's very very powerful. It's a great advertising medium, as is radio. Radio, we don't have the imagery, but we can still use the 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 music and the emotion and the the at least voice imagery and so it's important that we in the liberty movement start becoming the media and that can mean different things for different people you know if you don't if you don't feel comfortable hosting your own radio show then don't do that but if you ever have found yourself interested in doing media, there's no better time to get involved. It's an, it's an exciting time in the world of media right now. There's a lot of change happening. We're not really sure yet how things like the Ridley Report and other uh, organizations, other groups that are, that are putting out product and content on the Internet are going to actually be able to make money off of it into the future. But eventually, they'll figure out a way. Dave's charging a few bucks to uh, to run ads on his Ridley reports, and that's helping him cover cover a few costs. But my point is, if you want to get involved in promoting and creating liberty-oriented media, then you should. Don't wait for someone else to do it. Don't hang back and think that, well, I'll just leave that up to those guys at Free Talk Live. No, go right. and start your own podcast. One of it. the things, one of the successes of Free, of Free Talk Live, and we didn't get into this to do a libertarian radio show. We got into this to be entertaining. Um, but one of the successes is it's... It is entertaining, and it's not so scholarly. Some of those libertarian books, man, I can't get through. They're like uh, they're worse than textbooks. They're just yeah. the way they're written. I just can't even get through them. I can't either. I'm sorry. It makes me feel dumb when I when I read those. So there needs to be more liberty-oriented media, and you're seeing it happen. You're seeing it happen on YouTube where people are leveraging the power of the Internet and the, the YouTube distribution because now they don't have to pay for bandwidth. YouTube is paying for all those, those costs, so all you have to do is create the content. That's all you have to do now is create it and put it out there and then promote it. That's it. And then people will pick it up and they'll promote it for you. Word of mouth is so powerful. 
In fact, there are articles being written now in other forms of media, like the n- newsprint. There are newspapers reporting on YouTube videos. Have you seen this? Here in New Hampshire, hmm. the Lauren Canario situation, our friend that was arrested for driving without her papers, there have been newspaper articles in the Union Leader and other papers across New Hampshire talking about how Lauren's arrest was caught on video and is available on YouTube. Wow. The video now has over 5,000 reviews, or not reviews, but views, as a result of all the news coverage it has been getting. So YouTube can be the news, but you have to create the content. Anyway, just wanted to encourage you to do that. And I think it's all the more important. Not only is it important for you to do it where you are, because the more Liberty Media there is in your town, the better. But secondly, it's important for you to do it when you come here to New Hampshire. If you are going to be a Free State Project mover, be part of the media. Go and get an internship at a local radio station if you're younger. Or if you're older and you don't have anything better to do. Go and intern at a a station. And then try to take that into an on-air opportunity. Or if you feel more comfortable behind the scenes... The more liberty-oriented people we have working in media, the better off we will be, because then we won't have misinformation going out there. I was just reading an article about the Lauren Canario situation, and it says in the article, they're talking about her and being arrested for not uh, showing her papers. It makes this blanket false statement. Free staters believe they should not have to pay taxes, register their cars, or apply for driver's licenses. Does that apply to you, Mark? You're a free stater. Well, do, do I believe I should have to, or do I intend to? I'm going to do all those things. Well, the way it sounds is those you won't if you're a free stater, the way right. that's written. And so that's the kind of crap we're right. fighting it's not exactly, against. you know, it, it's just not fair. It's just misinformation. Either the reporter just didn't do their job, or they're purposefully misinforming, one or the other. The more liberty-oriented people we have behind the scenes and in front of the cameras and in front of the microphones the better off we'll be. That's just a fact. So get involved if you have the time. Please. I have a uh, little uh, you know, public access television show here in town that I do, and I manage to do it in uh, maybe two hours a week. Mm-hmm. I don't put that much time into it. Now, I have some help, but it just goes to show that you can put you know, you can put a little bit of time in and, and get a uh, consistent result. The re- the resources are there for you to use. All you have to do is do it. And, and I get all kinds of reactions. Comments. Now. People talk to you mm-hmm. on the street. Yeah. And some people agree and some people don't. <laughs> and, and what's amazing is how many people agree and how much they agree. Right. Like 95%. There's so many people. We hear it all the time here on Free Talk Live. I didn't know anybody believed like I did. Right. And you know what? Those people never would have known because they never would have picked up a libertarian book to find out. Right, So it's libertarian media, liberty media that is bringing people like that into this movement. Mm-hmm. If, if it weren't for Free Talk Live and if it weren't for the Ridley Report, if it weren't for these other liberty-oriented media sites and, and options, I know Reason Magazine is now breaking into television, Reason.tv is their website. If it weren't for all these different choices, then all, so many more people would be in the dark about liberty. And, of course, it's all tying into the Ron Paul campaign as well. Because of all these liberty-oriented news resources, the Ron Paul campaign can leverage that. Not not that they're doing it on purpose, but we're giving them attention because they're doing good things. And so that's all of the the liberty-oriented media is being leveraged by the Ron Paul campaign, and that's helping him build his campaign, helping him reach out to other people across the country and spread the message of synergy. It really is working, and uh, we really... We really owe it to the Internet, more so than anything else. Yep, the Internet's going to change everything. In fact, there's a really cool article over at LouRockwell.com called How Ron Paul Could Win the Presidency. Yeah, I, and, and, you know, I read it. It's inspirational. Go yeah, ahead. It's a hypothetical chronology, so none of this has happened yet. Considering his surprising third-quarter fundraising numbers and the media attention that's followed for that's Ron happened. Paul, that has happened, it is clear that he has a chance 
however small, to win the presidency. Should this libertarian reverie somehow become a reality, here's how I imagine it might happen. This is Benjamin Tyler Fenton writing. The Paul campaign continues unloading its newfound cash on radio and television ads in the early primary states. Note they aren't spending money on books. Right. (laughs) Especially New Hampshire. Dr. Paul heeds Concord Monitor's Mike Pride's suggestion and moves to the state, invigorating the already strong grassroots support in the Live Free or Die state. The New Hampshire legislature votes to move the primary up to December 11th. On that day, shocking the mainstream media and their scientific polls, Ron Paul wins the New Hampshire primary with 35% of the vote. Remember, he doesn't need the majority to win. He just needs a plurality to win. Mm, 35% seems... Rather optimistic, but it's an optimistic article. It could be done. CNBC.com editor Alan Wassler calls Paul supporters real, real good. The victory puts Dr. Paul on the map, and the Republican establishment begins to panic. I think they're already panicking secretly. Mm, I would agree. More on the way of this story and uh, your calls as well, whether you want to talk about the media or whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives and entire year's worth of the show, front page of the site for your downloading convenience for free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. I believe we're talking about one of the founding members of the Republican uh, Republican Liberty Caucus right now, Mr. Ron Paul, representative, yes, doctor. He is, uh, he is uh, quite the man, if, in case you haven't heard of him before. How would you describe Ron Paul, Mark? He's a uh, 10-term United States Rep- um, House of Representative member. He is a uh, veteran of the Air Force. He's a pediatrician and... He believes in liberty. He believes uh, it, that Americans can handle most problems on their own. Not only does he believe in liberty, but he actually proves it by acting on his beliefs in office and voting no on virtually everything that comes across his desk, because virtually everything in Washington, D.C. that they propose is unconstitutional. And, and just about everything has a price tag on it. Right. And Ron Paul happens to be a fan of that whole Constitution, you know, that silly old document the government hates so much. Uh, Ron Paul happens to really like the Constitution and really means it when he says the things he says. And that's why he sounds so radically different when he's on stage with all those other Republicans that could give a flip about the Constitution and uh, don't mind destroying the Constitution in order to increase the power and influence of the state. So really, it's been quite interesting so far watching the Ron Paul campaign grow and become more popular and, and raise tremendous amounts of money, surprisingly large amounts of money for a libertarian campaign. He is uh, running as a Republican, but he seems to be a pretty principled libertarian guy to me from my experiences talking to him and and reading his writings and people are really excited and they should be because it's unprecedented what's going on in this country right now and that his campaign is really getting people interested in liberty again there people are talking about freedom in america again for the first time significantly in a long long time and so benjamin tyler fenton over at lurockwell.com has a vision and i thought it was worth sharing 
because it was pretty entertaining, pretty interesting, and maybe even possible. It's it's not impossible. I was looking at uh, poll numbers in different states, and they're going Ron, up. They're, they are going up. Uh, you know, they started out at one. Now he's uh, six in New Hampshire. And I saw one at over seven in New Hampshire mm. today. So, and con- New Hampshire's really the linchpin here. Yes. Continuing his vision here, he points out that, uh, again, this is what he would like to see happen. Who knows? Maybe well. Paul wins the New Hampshire primary with 35% of the vote. The victory puts Dr. Paul on the map, and the Republican establishment begins to panic. Increasing numbers of disillusioned voters who had not planned to vote realize that Paul has a real chance to win and come out to the polls in droves. New Hampshire's extremely early primary date allows thousands upon thousands of independent voters in other states to change their party affiliation to Republican in time to vote for Dr. Paul in their state's primaries. While the other undistinguishable Republican candidates write off Paul's New Hampshire victory as a fluke and continue to jockey for votes, right. Paul's libertarian message continues to stand out like a sore thumb, unifying his support and enabling him to win in many of the 23 Super Tuesday primaries on February, uh, February 5th. He wins several more states down the home stretch, and as the delegates mount, Paul's victory becomes assured. The Giuliani, Thompson, and Romney campaigns fold up their tents. Sean Hannity's hairline recedes three more inches. Ron Paul officially wins the 2008 Republican presidential nomination. Wow. I can hardly... I, 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 it, it seems so... That is going to be the fight that he has. The biggest Winning fight the nomination. Has, yeah, the, the nomination is going to be the biggest fight. I believe that if Ron Paul becomes the... Uh, Republican nominee that he will beat Hillary Clinton. I don't think he'd even have to spend very much money. But I don't do think that anyone else, any other Republican, is going to beat her. With Paul's victory, chaos erupts at Republican Party headquarters. The reality sinks in that either Hillary Clinton, the mother of all that is not Republican, or Ron Paul, who won't preemptively nuke Iran, will become president. Neocons past and present come out of the woodwork to test the waters for an independent presidential run. Newt Gingrich becomes the most serious candidate, but ultimately decides against running, realizing that, number one, he won't uh, win, and two, running as an independent would erode voter confidence in the Republican Party, and three, a Hillary presidency would be great for Rush Limbaugh's ratings. So the Republican bigwigs reach a consensus and decide to nominally back Paul while secretly rooting on Hillary. Fox News suddenly becomes fair and balanced in its election coverage. Meanwhile, the mainstream media shrugs off Paul as a protest candidate, calling his victory a resounding indication of voter disenchantment with the Republican Party. Which, that's true. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm resoundingly uh, disappointed in the Republican Party, believe me. The mainstream media proceeds to roll out the red carpet for Hillary Clinton, vastly underestimating the public's widespread negative perception of her. When focus on the family's James Dobson endorses Ron Paul for president, giving him the Christian rights support, no one at Hillary's campaign headquarters worries. But when Paul starts getting endorsements from various anti-war groups for his consistent stance on Iraq, remember, he voted against it, she voted for it. Yeah, that's that's really the that's the part of the uh, fight that I think is just so great. If it gets to that point, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, civil liberties groups are backing Paul for his anti-Patriot Act stance, and even the AARP for his, as his opposition to taxing Social Security benefits. The Hillary machine goes on the offensive. Attack ads are launched in an attempt to paint Paul as a bigot, a hillbilly, a moron, a conspiracy theorist, and everything else. The ads change few minds, however, as Paul's impeccable voting record, his unwavering commitment to the Constitution, and his grandfatherly charm speaks volumes about his true character. Nevertheless, heading into Election Day, the mainstream media has Paul trailing Clinton by 8 to 10 percent in their scientific polls, carefully worded by Frank Luntz. On election night, the New York Times doesn't bother to wait for all the precincts to close, let alone report, smugly going to press with the headline, Clinton defeats Paul. 
Late on election night, the pundits stare incredulously at the results as the results roll in, showing wins for Paul in state after state. While Paul holds his own in the heartland, benefiting from an unexpectedly high voter turnout driven by a vast Hillary fear that the polls failed to pick up on, he shocks many by winning in traditionally blue states like Oregon, Connecticut, and New Hampshire. When is all- his, uh, you know, the, the donations from Oregon and Washington are as high as any other state per capita. Really? They are in, in the highest. They are the deep red. I've seen these on these poll charts that I, uh, you know, I love. They make me feel good to, to look at them all. Interesting. And, Sure enough, it's there's all kinds of what they what you would call uh, blue states are donating you know per capita wise just a whole bunch of people donating a, donating a whole bunch of money to Ron Paul. When all is said and done, the final electoral tally shows Paul winning 280 electoral votes to Hillary's 258. George Stephanopoulos thanks the Lord he's not a betting man. Ron Paul has won the presidency. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe it's a dead-on prediction that would put me on par with Nostradamus, who, by the way, doesn't have any dead-on predictions. (laughs) Either way, imagine how a candidate truly committed to upholding the Constitution could become president, or imagining that sure is a pleasant thought. 800-259-9231. Now, since we mentioned Frank Luntz, there's another one over at LouRonquil.com that's worth talking about, and that's how Fox News staged this debate. Did you hear about this? No. The recent debate on Sunday night with Ron Paul yeah. getting booed by yeah. the audience? I, I did that part I heard. It's kind of weird, right? I mean, awfully who, who strange. Who ever heard of somebody getting booed by the audience? Uh, certainly the Ron Paul supporters don't boo the other jerks. Right. You ever notice that? The, the uh, warmongering freaks that are up on stage with Ron Paul? The Ron Paul supporters in the other debates never booed them. They wouldn't consider it. I mean, what a rude and disgusting thing to do. Well, Fox News, according to Rick Fisk at LouRonquil.com, outsmarted itself last Sunday in an attempt to act as a foil to the Ron Paul revolution, a movement that's reasserting the original ideas of the Republican Party. It slipped and showed its hand. Out of desperation, the Murdoch-owned media outlet exposed its penchant for manipulation. About a month ago in New Hampshire, Frank Luntz breathlessly informed Fox viewers that Republican voters in New Hampshire were strongly opposed to the U.N., of course, he didn't also ask the voters in the focus group he had assembled if they'd heard of Ron Paul or knew that part of his platform espouses a U.N. withdrawal or a, a U.S. withdrawal from the U.N. Now, in case you don't know who Frank Luntz is, he's this uh, slick pollster that understands and is very blatant about the fact that he brags about, well, he can manipulate poll results based on the questions that are asked. And sure. anybody that knows anything about polling knows that to be true. He's just particularly yucky. Anyway, that's Luntz's stock and trade, asking the right questions to get the right answers. His expertise in manipulating poll respondents was used to great effect back when the Republicans wrote themselves in the history books of 1994. Devotees of Trotsky and John Dewey were given the keys to the House and Senate because they gave palatable answers to questions about fiscal responsibility, corruption, and gun control, which is arguably the uh, the foremost issue in that election cycle due to the passage of the Brady Bill and the assault weapons ban just prior to that election. So he used to... He's somebody that supposedly helps out the Republicans, but not the liberty-oriented Republicans, the ones that want control and power and to increase the size of the state. We'll tell you what he said on the air, which is very revealing, coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything even in these remaining moments. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. 
landmark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Go shopping if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live. You can shop in two ways. Number one, go to store.freetalklive.com to buy all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise and even some merchandise that doesn't have our logo on it that we just thought was pretty cool. Head over to store.freetalklive.com, whether it be hats or T-shirts or hoodies for the upcoming winter season. You might be uh, enjoying the warmth of the Free Talk Live hoodie. I recommend it. Uh, head over to store.freetalklive.com for anything else you need to buy. Go to amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. Whether it be a new item, used item, whatever, start your shopping experience at amazon.freetalklive.com. As we continue to talk about how Fox News was playing some games on their recent debate, the one that happened on Sunday evening, where people were booing Ron Paul when he was on stage. Very rude. And Now remember, this is the same Fox News where the reporters... The people that were hosting the debate were were snickering Chuckling, at yeah. Ron Paul in the last debate. So they're trying all kinds of just dirty tactics against the Ron Paul campaign, and they keep getting caught for it. They, anyway, here's what happened. Uh, Frank Luntz, who is a pollster, a Republican-oriented pollster, which means that he's in favor of big government Republicans, not Ron Paul. Right. Luntz trotted, uh, trotted out his dog and pony show with the premise that after the debate, we'd all know who was going to win the primary. The responses in Luntz's commentary were sold as impromptu. Watch the video and you'll see that the camera breaks to Luntz just prior to the debate's start. And Luntz responded as, responds as if he had just started discovering their feelings about the GOP candidates. The problem is, Luntz and his camera crew shot over 70 minutes of video to get just about four minutes of airtime. While the segments aired might have been live, the preparation and Luntz's manipulative and combative attitude directed the group in exactly the direction he wanted. Though despicable, the effort was pretty slick. But you can't control everything, and the cat escaped the bag. The prominent Paul detractor in Luntz's focus group, who was fooled into thinking that he was actually driving the show due to the quality of his own brilliant observations, gives us the scoop over at a website called Free Republic, where he is a member. You know, the same Free Republic, which gained its reputation by freeping polls, the very thing many of its membership complains about when Ron Paul supporters do it. Regrettably, for Frank Luntz, this fellow doesn't know when to shut up. Now, here's an excerpt from his alleged post over at Free, Free Republic, mm-hmm. one of the people that was in the, the group with Frank Luntz at the, Ron Paul, or at the debate. Quote, Luntz was, very, was angry early on before cameras went live when he pulled the group to make sure everyone there was undecided. A 21-year-old guy raised his hand and said he was supporting Ron Paul. Luntz absolutely lost it on this kid and said, Why in the hell didn't you put that on your questionnaire that was emailed to you? Why does it not shock me that a Ron Paul supporter would pull this kind of crap? Then later, when he compared a moderate conservative to a major serious conservative, he wanted a show of hands. Then he added, When I say major serious conservative, I mean you can hear the German Nazi marching bands and get excited. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Pretty uh, amazing quote, huh? Now, again, that's coming from somebody's post over at Free Republic. He seems to have... The, the guy that wrote this article seems to believe that this indeed was the person who he was claiming to be, so it could be hearsay, but nonetheless, very interesting. With friends like Frank Luntz, who needs enemies? The poor, misguided chap in question believes he represents the Republican base. He took offense at Luntz's question. His main concern is finding a candidate to represent the GOP, and apparently he writes in all caps on, on his post. He's one of those guys. <laughs> Great. Finding a candidate to represent the GOP who can combat the image of a GOP politician as a warmongering Nazi. 
Gee, wonder who might help him out in this regard, a bunch of warmongering Nazis or the one candidate running who truly isn't either of those things. The audience at the debate was uncharacteristically critical of Ron Paul's views. We learned later that Ron Paul's supporters weren't the sort to be invited. This audience actually booed when Ron Paul spoke the inconvenient truth regarding a landslide majority of Americans who won us out of Iraq. The studio audience was booing reality. The viewing audience was not so controlled. They gave Ron Paul the debate win with 34% of the text message votes, double digits higher than his next closest competitor. So they did... Like they screened the people in the audience. They either targeted certain groups for invites, or they and and or screened them as well. Hmm. And who was this kid that uh, said that he supported Ron Paul? He was in a uh, a focus group that was even. You know, he had managed to get into a focus group which was supposed to be undecided voters. Hmm. So what should this episode tell us? Well, one, Fox News is doing its utmost to keep the warmongering Nazi image alive. While people believe that Fox News is merely a propaganda arm of the GOP, I don't believe this at all. Murdoch likes Clinton. She's a neocon enough, and at this point, the GOP has overplayed its hand. Its image is now a detriment. The writing on the wall is that Hillary wins in 2008, according to Frank Luntz, anyway, so Fox News is hedging its bet by actively seeking to undermine her opposition and make sure that the one candidate who can beat her is not there when it would matter. The second thing we can take away from this event is Fox News is scared to death of Ron Paul. Not because he can beat the other Republicans, but because he can beat Hillary. The fear isn't limited to neoconservatives at Fox News. Elsewhere, neoconservative pundits are finally beginning to realize Ron Paul isn't the quixotic dark horse of their alternate reality. If they're not publicly noting he's formidable, the plagiarists amongst them are banning discussion about him. You heard about that? The Red State blog banning posts about Ron Paul? Really? Yet they cannot change this another so-called conservative side, yet they can't change reality. The support is real, the money is real, and as Dr. Paul pointed out after the debate on issues, if not name recognition, he owns the election going all the way into November. If you look at who Fox is trying to manipulate its viewers into supporting, you're looking at the most ridiculous and least likely to beat the Democrat nominee. Of these so so-called frontrunners, none are fiscally responsible enough to win the primary election, much less the general, and none of them know the magic trick that is Hillary. Being pro-war while saying she isn't. So in that Hillary is pro-war. Right, she is. pointing out that you are not pro-war. And, you know, she'll switch around. She'll flip-flop like you wouldn't believe on this war issue. Um, One minute she'll say, well, you know, you're going to have to keep some troops there, whatever. We're going to get the troops out of Iraq, but keep some troops there. How the hell do you do that? We're going to end the war in Iraq? There isn't a war in Iraq. We're We're not fighting a war in Iraq. We we won the war years ago. Now all we're trying to do is keep the peace. You think you're going to keep the peace with a couple of just keeping a handful of troops there? Rick says one wonders what Fox News is going to try at the next debate. And I guess time will tell. Let's go to the phones and talk to Travis, or excuse me, Trey rather. Trey in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live, Trey. Hello, Trey in Texas. Trey going once. Trey in Texas going twice. Let's try. Right, can you hear me? Hey, Trey. There he is. How you guys doing? Great. Good. What's on your mind, sir? Uh, well, I want to talk to you guys about a couple interesting things that happened at work tonight. Okay. Uh, first, um, I talk. This guy comes in every now and then and talks to him about technology and stuff. And he works in the state, so I'm always interested in what he's doing. Hmm. And he was telling me tonight about a handwriting recognition system that they're doing that uh, is going to not only memorize what your signature looks like digitally, but how you write it and the manner in which you write it, hmm. so that when you can, so that when you sign on these electric pads, it will actually know if it's you signing it or someone else signing your name or and then also that would tie in and allow you to see like where signatures have been put down and what date and compare them against each other and all this stuff. Huh. I thought that was kind of creepy talking to him about that. 
Yeah, my um, signature isn't they, always the same. It looks different. Well, that's what I'm saying. It seems like there's going to be a lot of problems getting that to work. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, you know, either way, the state's doing it, and that's the frightening part. Well, they've got, they've um, and, got your money to spend on it, so it doesn't really matter whether it's a, a good idea or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was talking to him about. And, he, and I was talking to him about the, um, the economics of it, and I said, you know, well, maybe biometrics would be a good way to verify that. Because I was saying, well, you know, they could, anyone could get on a computer and use anyone else's signature. Mm-hmm. That was another thing they were talking about. And, uh, and he said, yeah. And I said, well, that would probably be cost prohibitive for y'all. He said, no, we're considering it. So, there are, I mean, they're talking about fingerprint scanners and iris scanners for their computers at uh, the state in Texas, which is just... A complete waste of money, in my opinion, but wow. it's a state, so what's new? Well, yeah, um, and then they're yeah. going to impose those things on us as well, you know, in order to get a driver's license and that sort of thing. Well, oh, yeah, no, no, I mean, like, in Texas, when you go to the DMV, you already sign on an electronic pad, and I talked to him, and they're doing it so that they can incorporate that, so that they can see how the citizens, it's not just for the employees. It's like when, we, when you go to the DMV in Texas from now on, you're going to be going into that system. Mm. Or once they get it implemented, they're working on implementing it right now. Yikes. All the more reason to get to New yeah. Hampshire. Short you on know, time, man. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not that uh, the state should, um, you know, it's it's not that it scares me so much that the state may have this information. The state has all kinds of information about me. It's just, why does the state want to compile all this stuff? What, what I mean, they do, what they is collect. Their, their busy little, they're busy little bean counters they can out there never collecting have enough. these things. They can never have enough of your personal private And they never seem to do anything at least, often enough, they seem to do bad things with the information that they collect. They sure do. They're the state. Let's go to Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Jeremy, you got about 20, 30 seconds. What's on your mind? Hey, good to talk to you guys again. Um, I just wanted to say that we're, we're on the win, man. We, we rule the Internet. We, we rule, man. Ron Paul Jones is just taking over. And <laughs> they can't stop us. They really can't. Us, we're going to... Win, You're I right, Jeremy. Know. Thank you for the call. We have already won. We have won in the world of ideas. Our ideas are right. We support voluntary interactions. They support coercive interactions. Now the challenge is to help other people understand the difference and come to our side. We'll see you tomorrow night. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.